I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be a good one, man. Having some of that. Having some of this. <laughs> Having some of that over there. <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I am your host, Perry, and with me, as always, is one of the co-hosts of the show, Swan. Hello. Hello, Swan. How are you, buddy? Um, you know, I'm better than good, because we came up with a concept for today's show that's like a dream of mine. All Elijah Craig? All Elijah Craig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which Absolutely. is exactly what we're going to be doing. We are going to be reviewing the Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel later on in the show. And we normally start off with Flying Blind, but this week, because we are pretty transparent about what all we're drinking, uh, I figured it was okay to bypass the, the blind thing and we'll just drink something that's going to get us in the mood. So this is a single barrel of Elijah Craig that I was able to, I was fortunate enough to be a, a part of. And this was, I think it was like March 4th or 5th that we picked this. Uh, it was with a, a group out of North Carolina, um, buddy Ted Graham, who's a listener of the show, uh, organized most of it. He sent me a couple bottles, which I'm very thankful for. And uh, this was the last pick that I was able to go on before COVID-19 shutdowns and, and lockdowns and quarantines and whatnot. So... I, I I think this is a phenomenal pick, and it's not just because I went on it. I legitimately think that it's very good. I think it's yeah, it's it's good. Mm. Also, Chad was on this pick. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We had a so we were basically the for this instance the poor man's will and grease because <laughs> it was the it was the Friday that Whiskey Weekend started, and Will and Grease got stuck in. Uh, in Franklin, Tennessee, a little bit longer than they had intended. So they were looking for somebody to to take their spots. And uh, they reached out to myself and Chad and said, do you want to do, do this? It's like, heck yeah, I do. I'm already at the distillery. I'm already here. <laughs> I've been here for a week. <laughs> I sleep in the Rick houses. Yes. I don't. Heaven Hill, please don't cancel me. We love you too much and you send us too much good stuff. I don't want to. I don't, don't want to lose that opportunity. Anyway, no. It, it, this is a great pick, and I, I'm I'm very thankful that I was able to not only go on it but get a couple bottles of it as well. I feel like doing Heaven Hill picks is just a weird thing in general because you show mm-hmm. up and it's like here's three barrels to pick from, and you're like, mm, I have to choose from Perfect Perfection Part Two and Perfecto, the, the best thing I've ever had. <laughs> Which which one am I grabbing here today? See, and that was the that was the tough part with this one. We we were tasting them all at cast strength, mm-hmm. and of course we had to proof them down to ninety four or, or relatively what it would be like once yeah. it was actually bottled. And unanimously, we were all we were all like, "This is so difficult." Like each each of the barrels that we were trying, there were three barrels at cast strength. They were out of this world. Yeah. I, they they were all so delicious. And then we were like, but what's it actually going to taste like once it gets down to 94? And that became the, the deciding factor uh, once we got to that point. And it, it so turned hard. out it turned out killer. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of the 
there there was that transition period between when the the 12 year age statement went away and the new bottle design it reminds me a lot of that in between non-age stated Elijah Craig uh, that was still in the old pirate bottle yeah this, i mean i have no complaints at all i'm just <laughs> i'm just drinking away over here at this point you're not even thinking about it too much no no it's just it's enjoyable <laughs> hey uh before we get into the main crux of the episode i wanted to talk to you guys about something that is of course a near and dear to our hearts and that is actually the symposium that is being put on by bourbon women uh, later on this month. Of course, Peggy No Stevens has a huge part in that. And this is going to be taking place digitally, of course, on August 20th, 21st, and 22nd. They have an incredible lineup, uh, which is actually going to be kicking off Women's Equality Week, which is really cool. Uh, folks like uh, Susan Regler uh, and Peggy, of course, would be there as well. Jessica Whitaker from Buffalo Trace. Uh, Brent Elliott? That's not a woman. <laughs> Brent Elliott's going to be there from Four Roses. Uh, Sarah from It's Bourbon Night is going to be uh, doing doing something with them as well. Marianne Eves, Andrea Wilson, uh, who is there for our live show along with Sarah and, and Peggy. And uh, there, there's going to be just a really cool uh, lineup of folks uh, that are going to be participating in this. You're going to be able to find all of the details about the conference on their website at bourbonwomen.org. And the best part about it, the tickets are free. So anybody can come and participate. Uh, it's the first time they've, of course, ever done this digitally. You know, it was all due, of course, to COVID and this, that, and the other. So please go and check that out. They would really appreciate it. Uh, we would really appreciate it as well because Peggy's a good friend of the show. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate every time that we get to hang out with her and, and chat with her. She's just a wonderful, wonderful person. She's great, and like I just want to keep constantly picking her mind on pairings. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean it's uh, it's so impressive. Absolutely, and and uh, she she's just an an absolute wealth of knowledge, not just with uh, with pairings, but you know bourbon history too, and and how we can move towards more equality in in the bourbon world and the whiskey world as well. And we're very thankful for her, not just uh, her contributions to our space, our creative space, and the podcast and whatnot. Uh, but also what she has done on that front. So we, we're, I'm really looking forward to this. I, I don't think I'll be able to attend all of it, but I will definitely be able to drop in, hopefully at least, at the very least, for Sarah's <laughs> Sarah's spiel. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Why don't we go ahead and get into a little bit of news? We're going to kind of keep the news a little bit lighter this week, uh, just because we do have a lot to get into with this Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. Um, first and foremost... It has officially been announced that Maker's Mark is going to be releasing a cast strength version of 46. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I, Maker's, I'm not going to say that you're my favorite, but a strong contender nonetheless. And seeing that little like three pack for 70 bucks, I'm like, it's just a tad bit out of my price range. <laughs> I just don't want to spend that much on, on it. And now that I can just get it anytime. Yeah. Oh. And it's it's going to be about sixty dollars a bottle. I mean, it's not going to be it's not gonna be very expensive. 109.6 proof. Uh, of course, cast strength. Mm-hmm. But this is incredible. This is the first time it's really been available outside of the distillery gift shop as well. 
Yeah. And they had they did have that little you remember the gift set that they had towards the end of last year? It was the Rob Samuels. Yeah, it was the cast strength version of Regular Makers, mm-hmm. cast strength forty six, and then uh, like a private select assortment of staves. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it, yeah. everything was you know very specific to that pack. And that was aside from going to the distillery, the only way that you could have gotten cast strength forty six. Yeah, and I I constantly looked at it and passed it up, thinking there's something else I'm gonna wind up getting i can't even remember what that would have been i almost I, I really wish that i had gotten it really wish that i had yeah uh, at least at the very least just to get my excitement up for this that being said <laughs> i'm so excited for this now the thing the special release in there they had the 46 the cash strength in that third one yes that one was interesting to me because i think they ended up using 12 staves instead of the generic 10 that they used interesting for their picks Interesting. Which I thought was strange. Yeah. I could be wrong on that, but I remember there being something special about that one in particular. Yeah. But I'll take as much special makers as you're willing to get. I, <laughs> honestly, I keep returning to the RC6, and I'm just wildly oh, yeah. impressed. Oh, yeah. I mean, their stuff is just... It, the past like two years, I've gone like, well, Makers is just a company that's going to put out the same thing every single yeah. year, and it's going to do amazing because it's Makers. I want to get back and retry the, the 101 at some point. Yeah. Too. And all their stuff has been just so impressive recently. Oh, Swan, you know what we didn't do? What's that? We forgot to do what we've been drinking recently. Oh, everything. I'm not everything. <laughs> yeah. I had such a perfect segue into the into the news that I, I can't think of a way that I would have fixed that. I so. think it's like a thing now that we forget it, and then we're like, oh, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> we've done that once before, but I was able to slot it back into where it was supposed to go. Yeah. So we'll, we'll back up a little bit. I back anything specific that you've been drinking? No, I'm Creek. I know that's a shocker <laughs> to everyone here, including myself. Yeah, no kidding. No, but I finished off the uh, No Country for Old Men pick last night. Oh, heck yes. Yeah. Man, I love that bottle. It's gone. I've put a hurting on the, the 15, almost 15 year mm-hmm. <laughs> single barrel from Total Wine that you you brought over. It's good. Total Wine's a weird thing, man. You walk so in strange. and there's like four nine year picks and there's just one 15, almost 15 year pick just <laughs> sitting out on the shelf. And I'm like, you're coming with, home with me with Buddy there. We're, we're, we're going. We're going right now. So I sold my, my uh, car this past week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I of course first instinct was to go to the liquor store and grab a couple of things so i and also i was on jason uh the mash and drums celebratory anniversary live stream last Mm -hmm. week as well uh, where he was celebrating two years and we did a blind of russell's knob creek uh old forester 1920 and four is a small batch select and i hadn't had a bottle of the the prohibition style or for a small batch select in a while so i grabbed one of each of those. Um, I found that, <clears throat> that, that Russell's pick over there mm-hmm. too. It's the only camp Nelson pick I've seen this year, which is bizarre. Yeah. It's August. Really strange. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there was like a three month period where I wasn't going to the liquor store at all. So, Oh yeah. <laughs> I keep remember forgetting that? that I was just like out and about during all of that because that's just, I was working. Yeah. I also picked this up, the Nelson's Greenbrier uh, Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Give it here, buddy. You want to <laughs> drink this in the middle of our uh, our Heaven Hill episode? You know, I'm feeling Lucy Swanee today. <laughs> Let's do it. So th- this is a, a release that was previously only available in Tennessee, 
And this past week, I saw it in in Liquorborn, so I grabbed one of one of them. And funny enough, I think Saturday evening, I ran into Total Wine to grab a bottle of 101. Or excuse me, Liquor Barn to grab a, to- a bottle of 101. And there was Chad also grabbing a bottle of the, the Nelsons. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was like, hey, I've had some of that. It's definitely Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I think it tastes better than it smells. I mean, it smells identical to the bottle and bond dickle i mean it is just i don't know if i'd go that far to me i don't know if I'd i don't go know that far. it's one of those things i guess where it just it, it, it's in that category so sure. my brain just lumps it it's 91 proof mm. significantly lower than the, the dickle bottle and bond hmm. okay i can i can see kind of where you're coming from with the dickle i think it's got a chocolate note on the nose though that's Definitely not present in the the thirteen year bottle of bond for yeah. People. I like this actually. I actually do too. I think it starts a little corn forward, but mm. as it kind of rolls into the into the back of the palate into the finish, it really starts getting like dark chocolatey with fruits. Mm-hmm. The finish is not super long, but I think that it's it's enjoyable. See, I'm getting like cherry cordial. Coconut, yeah, absolutely. Chocolate. I like. I, I I really do like this. If I had to give it a a quick review, I think I got this for like thirty bucks. Not bad. Maybe a uh, quick review. I'd say probably a twelve or thirteen out of twenty. Yeah, I think I'd be you right know, there. I think in, it's in that so. ballpark. It's impressive for yeah. the price and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I I might do a, a deep dive on it here sometime soon. Maybe on this week's live stream. I'm not sure yet. So I, I would like to like to get into it. I also want to do bourbon roulette again on my my live stream. Were you there for that one? No, but you know what? We can incorporate the lazy Susan I got at home. <laughs> we'll just spin that. Well, thing. I was doing it with a, a, a number generator mm. online. And I had like, you know, 20 different whiskeys. And then whatever the top five or six were that came up. Uh, that's what I had to drink. I think the very first one I had to drink too was Spring Mill. <laughs> Do you like punishment? Uh, are you a glutton for it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry to take a slight detour. Heaven from, Hill from the news. Uh, yeah, we'll get back to Heaven Hill in a minute. There is another big new release that uh, you alerted me to. I had no mm-hmm. idea that this was even coming out, but this brand new Angels Envy. Founders Collection bottle uh, with uh, it, it's it's finished in Mizunara oak mm-hmm. from Japan. Did you read about that stuff? Yeah, apparently it's like ridiculously hard super, to use, super hard to come by, hard to use. And I, I was actually listening to Whiskey Cast today. I haven't listened to Whiskey Cast in a while, uh, but he had Dave Jennings Rare Bird 101 on, and I, I was like, well, I'll. I'll tuned back in and he was talking with uh oh shoot the son of wes henderson kyle henderson Mm -hmm. about how hard it is to get uh mizunora casks and i think the the number was astronomical for how how much more expensive it is to get a bottle or a barrel of of mizunora i think he said i i'd have to go back and i'll probably have to fact check myself on this one 
but it's like 15 times more expensive than it is to get a, a an American oak barrel. It's insane. So it totally makes sense why they're selling for it, or why they're se- why they are selling it for three hundred and fifty dollars a bottle. Yeah, and also it's one of the most beautiful bottles I've ever seen. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You excuse me. You brought that to my attention, and at first I was like, I don't like it. But the more I've looked at it, it is gorgeous. It is very, very nice. Especially yeah. knowing that, like, I think the best-looking bottle, like, just as far as attention to detail, was the Double Eagle, what is it? I'm Double sorry. Eagle Very Rare. Double Eagle Very Rare. God, they could have worked on that name. But <laughs> it's not easy to say, either. No, but, I mean, they just put so much effort into that one. It's got the two, like, crystal eagles that are mm-hmm. ones inside, ones uh, on the stopper. Yeah, and uh, the Woodford put out that like cognac finished uh, baccarat crystal or whatever it is. I'm mm-hmm. sure I pronounced it incorrectly. Last year, and then this is like in that same kind of tier, but like it's just so much cheaper at yeah. the same time. And it's they've obviously put the same level of effort. Into yeah, it. absolutely, and and care. Um, and and Kyle was talking about how this was something that they had been wanting to do since they laid their their first barrels down in mm-hmm. 2010. So it's a huge thing that they're actually able to do this now. It's a blend of four and nine-year-old bourbons uh, that was then finished for two more years in the Mizunara. Um, and it was it's bottled at 97.8 proof. I can see Whistlepig doing something similar. Mm. If they haven't already. I, I've honestly yeah. not really looked too far into some of their... Uh, like. Black Prince mm-hmm. kind of style releases. Sure. But I could see them doing some stuff with it too. I I I might have to reach out to Wes and see if we can get a sample of this. Just yeah. just to see if it's possible cuz we've got some we've got some connections with him and and some friends of uh, mutual friends as well. He's been on the show before. He was on Bourbon uh, Bourbon and Beyond or maybe it was uh Hometown Rising from last year. I can't remember for sure, but either way, um he's a great guy. Then hopefully we'd be able to make something happen there. I'm super interested in seeing what this tastes like. I mm-hmm. I couldn't even begin to like postulate what this might no. <laughs> be close to. No, I have no I have no clue. I don't know what tasting notes. It's like when I read marzipan and I'm just like I, okay. Well, that's easy. Yeah, that's easy. That's uh, almond butter. Is it though? Truly. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. I did eat an entire tub of almond butter last week, so <laughs> I wish that was a joke. I wish that was funny to me. But it's no, funny seriously. to me. Yeah. No. I was, <laughs> How's that keto diet going? <laughs> I'm not on keto. I just love peanut butter and almond butter. <laughs> I still can't get this uh, this super glue off my fingers. It's driving me crazy. Do you think soaking them in bourbon will help? Can't hurt. Yeah, we'll find out. Heaven Hill is also releasing, speaking of Heaven Hill, their newest addition to the the Old Fitzgerald Bottle and Bond line. This is officially their September, excuse me, their spring release. Mm-hmm. Nine years old. I actually reviewed this on my live stream last week uh, before surprising some folks with uh, what we're actually going to be reviewing today. So this is ninety dollars a bottle. You and I have, of course, both tried this. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what I gave this. I think I gave it somewhere in the range of a 13 or a 14. I think it was actually closer to 13. Um, And really, I don't know if I would have given it as high of a score if it weren't presented so well. 
Yes, but and this that's is something kind of we've talked about game with this bottle. Though. Absolutely, and it's something we've talked about a bunch on the show too. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned it on on multiple occasions, not just here. I, I talked about it last year on a, um, or maybe it was earlier this year. I can't remember with with Chad on the It's Bourbon Night live stream. How once my bottle is empty, I want to use it as an actual decanter. Yes, because the cork is much better than using a glass stopper that would, you know, be flimsy in a, in a decanter. Like, standard yeah. decanters, I just don't like that much. I don't no. think it seals the whiskey that well. No, it's something you're going to drink within the week. It's <laughs> like the way that it's like... That's, yeah. I mean, that's just how it feels, you know? It's the name of the game, for sure. Yeah, but with the <laughs> with those, like, I know that I can cork the thing and leave it for two years and yeah, it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. So, I, it, that's, that's kind of where I come from with this one. This is not my favorite release that they've put out. Um, I just think it fell really flat uh, in terms of flavors. It's just a yeah. dumb thing to say. And honestly, but. go back to the Elijah Craig joke that I made of like, how do you pick one between three wonderful whiskeys? It's like they're in the same boat. They've already put out the you know some of the best stuff I've had out of Heaven Hill. Yeah. And then they put out this, and it's like, oh, it's still really good, but is it as good as the other ones? <laughs> They're in a weird spot there. Yeah, they yeah. put out so much phenomenal product. Some It's it's weird uh, yeah. for it to not hold up, even though it's still phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So I, I think that uh, you know people are still going to search for this, uh, even if it's not the, the best release that they've put out, even if it's just for the decanter. Mm-hmm. I say go for it. I mean, what, again, once this is done, I'm going to soak the soak the bottle so that I can get the labels off. Uh, and everything, and it'll look real nice and clean and everything, and then decant something. Yeah. It's just 101. It'd be really funny, actually. <laughs> but because it's out of a real nice decanter, people are like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chad does that with his Booker's Rye bottle. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Trade secret. Maybe I should bleep that out. <laughs> the people should know. <laughs> truth here. The truth must cut through. How about some releases for the for the week? Hit me with them. Uh, not a whole lot that we're going to touch on. We've kind of basically talked about everything uh, that we, we needed to, maybe one or two that we'll bring up, because I want us to get into this review in a bad way. <laughs> I, I am really anxious for us to get into this. So actually, we'll just talk about one release. I actually didn't have any TTB labels either to talk about this week. So everything's kind of primed for us to take a deep dive into the the toasted barrel. Uh, so this only this only release that we're gonna we're gonna be talking about is the Fourgate ten year old Tennessee straight bourbon. Uh, again, it's ten years old. It is going to be one hundred and twelve point two proof. Yes, one hundred and fifty dollars uh, for sale in Kentucky and Tennessee. Only eight hundred and twelve bottles. Mm-hmm. And it's actually gonna be it's actually out right now. It's supposed to be out. Right now, 84% corn, 8% rye, and 8% malted barley. That is a high corn content. Yeah. Have you had any of the Four Gates stuff? I've only had one. I don't think I have, actually. We were in line for a drawing or whatever at Liquor Barn. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's like 9 o'clock in the morning, and I'm looking at the sample bar, as you do, and I got the five-and-a-half-year Four Gate. Interesting. It was it's pretty good actually. Yeah. I was I was impressed with what it was, but I mean for the price, it's it's just not something I'm gonna grab. Sure, sure, that's fair. I, I 
it's something that I don't have experience with. So at $150, I, it's just it's just not on my radar. No. It's not something that I want to pursue. And I understand that people like it. I totally I totally get that, but it just this is a pass for me. So I don't know. I'm wrong with that. Yeah. And and I this this could be one unless we we get a sample of it by chance. I I'll I'll wind up waiting for somebody to review it and see if I want to if I want to get into it. Or maybe we'll just be the ones to review it. I don't know. We'll find out. Let's get in contact with Fourgate. We may as well. I'm down. I'm yeah. down. Send us your whiskey. We'll try it. <laughs> oh, Swan. The time has come for us to review this. I just finished what I had left in my glass. So be- before we actually do this, there are a couple steps that we need to take. First off, I want to say thank you so much to Heaven Hill for sending us this media packet uh, with all of the all the stuff that was included. It wasn't just a, a bottle of of the the toasted barrel. They also sent a three seven five of the normal Elijah Craig small batch, which we're going to be tasting first, so that we can just a, a, adjust ourselves again and, and really be able to kind of break down what it is that's different. Uh, between this product and Toasted Barrel. But they also sent uh, a whole letter explaining the the product itself and what actually goes into producing a Toasted Barrel. So, Swan, I'm going to um, actually, because the box is closer to you, uh, what I'm going to ask you to do is talk about uh, the three different, and they also sent barrel staves. They were chunks of barrel staves, mm-hmm. but they were representative of the three different types of, of processes that went into creating this project. So even if you want to just start from where it's bulleted one, two, three, yeah, we want to read through that, if you don't mind. Yeah, so number one, the, referring to the staves they sent, they sent three here. The uh, char number three, Elijah Craig small batch, used to age our award-winning Elijah Craig small batch bourbon, and traditionally used to age other Heaven Hill distillery products. So this is just kind of their baseline. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the number two they sent was custom toast only, a custom toasted barrel stave designed in partnership with independent stave company, unique only to Elijah Craig. This custom toast pro- profile includes a smooth and steady increase in both time and temperature at moderate intensity levels during the toasting phase. This brings forward dark sugar flavors within the wood, caramelizing and blending them together to create toast that is not too smoky and offers just the right amount of sweetness. So we've seen this kind of with the toasted before. We've had some, uh, we've had mictors. Yeah. That's just really big on this process, mm-hmm. and it shows. And then I've also had some people that have tried, I think it was packed four of the Blood Oath that was toasted. Was it really? I think so. I don't think I knew that. And same thing. It's really just kind of playing big on like the the dark sugar flavors, caramelizing, and just bringing that out with some smokiness. Do me a favor real quick. Mm-hmm. Take a sip of this, Elijah Craig. This is like the best small batch Elijah Craig I've had in a long time. Like, why are they trying to one-up this? Oh, that finish is so good. Yeah. Oh, it starts going into like a peanut brittle covered in milk chocolate. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Why am I buying picks? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
picks are good. Because sometimes you find a 12-year pick, and you're like, holy moly. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but then the did you already talk about the third stave that's in there, too? No. So the, the third one is Custom Toast Char with number one. Yes. So this is like a mixture one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this stave represents the actual barrel used in the finishing period. It has been custom toasted according to stave number two, which we've got in the box here. Yes. And has a level one flash char. Here, the standards of identity for straight bourbon whiskey are maintained by only using a new American oak charred barrels to finish our whiskey. Yep. So they kind of rested on a technicality there. They did, but I think that... <laughs> I don't know if it matters. <laughs> well put sir well put <laughs> so I, i'm gonna share a, a photo on social media of what these three staves look like and the differences between them so that you can see what we're what we're looking at as well swan you actually looked at those those staves too i did yeah right so it, it's clear the difference between what they're doing the three char uh is a lot more deep it's got a deeper color to it it's got kind of like an alligator pattern. It does, but in it, the wood. Yeah, but it's not as uh, as not as intricate as the number four alligator char actually is. Yeah. Um. The the toasted barrel itself without the char is really light on the inside, kind of almost like it was sitting in water, that it got a little bit wet on on the on the inside of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last one, which is toasted with the number one char, that is actually uh, you can you can see. That it's you know the fire has been introduced to actually yeah uh, bring out those those oak flavors. So um, first off, what an incredible media pack that we got sent for this. Oh yeah, Th- this is like above and beyond what we've gotten from from distilleries before. Yeah, I mean this is like them almost trying to introduce toasted stuff into their line you know Uh permanently beyond this yeah like they really want us to understand the process of toasting and why it's important and bringing new flavor profiles into the bourbon world so that we don't keep things it doesn't get stale you know yeah and you know they're doing new things like introducing a rye into the elijah craig line yes um which is in and of itself a very good product we both liked it Mm -hmm. uh when we reviewed it earlier but then we have this. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. Um, we've been excited about this for months now. And I... Here, here's how excited I was. I sent a message to uh, our, our Heaven Hill... I'll say rep, because it's the person that we normally contact or are in contact with about new products to let us know when you know we should be receiving a sample kit or something. And we we got the the press release, and I immediately emailed her back and said, "Can we get a sample of this or a bottle of this? I really want to get it. Like, you know, we've been excited for it and everything." And she was like, "Yeah, there's a there's a media pack over there with your name on it." I was like, "Oh my gosh, thank you!" Like <laughs> for a split second, I was legitimately worried that we weren't gonna be able to experience this. Um, as I said earlier, I have tried this already. I tried this uh, on my live stream. I had a little bit of it on Saturday as well. My dad got to try it too. I'm pouring a little bit heavy on this because <laughs> Perry, it's all good. We're and, we're an audio medium. They think you got a tiny little bit. Yeah, I'm just using my thimble-sized Glencairn. 
Yeah, we just got our jigger <laughs> out, one ounce piece. It's all good. <laughs> so I I want this because we did just pour this and we've had some of the Elijah Craig sitting in our glass. I want to give it a little bit of time to open up before okay. we get into it. So I, I say we spend a little bit more time drinking on the the regular Elijah Craig small batch. Yes, sir. <laughs> Not a problem. You got it, Chief. What I have said forever about Elijah Craig small batch is this is what I would tell people bourbon tastes like. Mm-hmm. Gentle caramel and oak notes combined with with vanilla. I, a backbone of sweetness that comes from the corn and, and the barrel influence is definitely present as well because you, you, you can tell that it's got age to it. You can tell that it's got a, a, a char uh, swirling around in the glass. Um, I don't, I've never had a bad Elijah Craig. Can I tell you a fun story about Elijah Craig? We've, we have many fun stories oh, about Elijah Craig. Oh, this one's new. This one's new. It just happened within the month. While you do that, I'm still listening. I'm going to pull something else out of the cabinet for after we're done with this. Gotcha. Okay, go for it. So, uh, Diane, my fiance, we went over to her friend's, and she's got, you know, a couple of different things of, of liquor over there. So, amaretto, wine, you know, just, just odds and ends. And she had one bottle of bourbon. And I was like, oh, cool. She's got Elijah Craig. Mad respect. All for it. And uh, so probably a good month or two ago she went back into the liquor store and she's like you know sean keeps coming over here and you know just keeps drinking that swan keeps coming over here and keeps drinking the elijah craig we'll go ahead and get a different bottle of bourbon i guess she forgot that she had elijah craig and really just poured over the shelf at at total wine to figure out what she wanted and then she's like this bottle looks really cool and so she picked up another bottle of elijah craig and brought it back so now there's two bottles of elijah craig to which I said, who's mad? I will drink both of them. It is totally fine. Thank you for thinking of me. Honestly, this is like my favorite thing. Just anytime. Just I'll drink it. It's all good. Exactly. Am I the only one that finds it harder to find things when I put them back where they're supposed to be? Yes. <laughs> Before I moved out of the old studio, mm-hmm. I knew where everything was, even though it was all on the floor and scattered about. Yes. <laughs> But we'll we'll have a little bit of this later. But anyway, Elijah Craig's always what I've said bourbon should taste like. Oh, yes. <laughs> and with with a product like Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, essentially being my favorite bourbon, mm-hmm. it's oh, it's just hard for me to not get excited about this. One of the things too that. I, you know, as we're reading about the the steps that they took to to produce this, and of course we're gonna say, "Well, I want it at barrel proof," but I I would like to try this at barrel proof after it's been toast finished. Yes, <laughs> this opens a lot of doors because I'm thinking, well, what if they did a third? They did a toasted barrel proof oh. release every year, oh. or like a toast, or like a rye, or yes. even a toasted yes. rye i mean you can just play with it so much they've opened so many doors i mean you've seen what mictors has got in their line if mm. they're a big proponent of that toasting they've got tons of stuff in their line so the first thing i want to say about this i promise i'm not trying to make you wait on tasting this but you definitely 
you need to be prepared for it. Okay. I want I want you to be prepared for it. The first thing I'll say, the toast barrel is significantly darker than the small batch. It is. I mean, by by quite a lot. And while I still love the nose on the small batch. I've not even nosed it yet. Here we go. Woo! <laughs> I didn't edit that, by the way. That was in real time. Give me a candle. Oh, my goodness. The oak is present. The barrel influence is super present. I will say that. Oh, this can hurt my feelings anytime. <laughs> you know what I was not expecting? The level of vanilla that got stepped yeah. up in this. Yeah. I really think, and it, it could be just influential, influential, influential because of the, the product itself. I get so much toasted marshmallow on this nose. I do. Is it crazy for me to say that I want to mix this with cream soda? Not my bottle. <laughs> I'll get my own. I'm going to start doing some crazy stuff. It just has like a cream soda thing going with yeah. it already. Oh, there is a, a spice in the middle of the nose, too, that I, I am all about. And even like as I kind of go a little bit deeper... There's a, a like a bouquet of floral notes that I'm finding and just loving. But you, sir, this took just had sip. your first sip of it. Tell me about it, Swan. That is so unique. I'm going back to the regular to kind of figure out some mm. differences here. Well, I'm going to go ahead and have a sip of the toast. It is ridiculous how much more mellow the toast it is. I'm going to go back to their paper here that they sent with the media package. Dark sugar. I'm definitely getting it. And caramelizing. I think that's it. I am salivating so much right now. Ooh. That is a finish that does not quit. Yeah. It is infinite. Oh, my gosh. I like that. I like that a lot. I do too. It's 94, right? 94 proof. Mm -hmm. This is, oh man. <laughs> this is going to be a strong contender for the best thing I've had this year. Swan, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm pouring myself some more. I, I think at the age at the proof this is one of the densest bourbons i've had in a long time well and it's strange too because like dense is a weird way to put it dense is like it is in it's got a lot up front it's got a lot in the middle it's got a lot in the back and then it's got a good finish mm -hmm. it's dense in that but if you're if you're talking about like and a lot of newer bourbon drinkers will relate to this smooth it is actually smoother than the original, in my I agree. opinion, which is so strange because having both of those qualities of dense and smooth are usually not, they're not in the same area. Well, I think a lot of where that comes from, though, not only is the extra time that it's aged in the barrel, because it's aged an extra 16, excuse me, 18 months. Yes. Once it's finished. That toasting of the secondary barrel. 
is going to bring out, go back to our conversation with Greg Snyder. It's going to bring out more of the baked notes. It's going to bring out more of the, the sweeter notes as well with vanilla mm-hmm. uh, because it's a different process. You're not, you're not charring it. You're not introducing fire to, to bring out the, the deeper notes. You're actually producing something that's going to have a rounder flavor profile to it. Yeah. So not only are they producing it originally in a charred barrel, but then they're putting it in a toasted barrel that's also been charred. Yes. So and, and it's totally different from a double barrel bourbon. Totally different from yeah. it. Because double barrels usually are using the same char and in that process wind up sometimes becoming bitter. Yeah. And get, they become too tannic. Yeah, you get into that like really dark chocolate territory with a lot yeah. of them. Yeah. In this case though, with a light char and a toast combined. It just, it, it works this weird black magic wizardry on it that creates one of the most pleasing experiences I've ever had with a bourbon. I don't think it's too sweet. No. I can see why people might say it's too sweet. Yes, I can see that as well. I, I don't know. I'm just impressed. I am too. I think that... Really, the finish length, I just, I, I'm floored by it. I can't, I can't ignore it because it just, it, it keeps going and going. I think one of the most impressive things is they've had people for years now clamor so heavily for the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, and I'm in that club. And they, I think they've really have identified that some of their really big core audience is these proof hounds. You know, I just mm-hmm. I want something that's going to hurt me a little bit. And this is not a release that when I saw it hit the TTB, I was just like, oh, cool. You know, like I'm I'm excited for it. I just wish it was higher proof. I'm retracting that statement. This where it's at is phenomenal. It's got the finish. It's got the complexity. It doesn't need much else. And I mean, me trying to pin down a flavor profile or like even a food, because that's always been my big thing. It's like I'm trying to like come up with some weird flavor combination that's all together in one food item. But I, I can't. There's just so much going on. I mean, it's like the difference between using, uh, uh, putting a hot dog and like boiling it in water and then putting it on a charcoal grill or yeah. like... You know, taking a marshmallow and cooking it with like a skewer. Putting it in the microwave. And then putting <laughs> yeah, like over a roasting fire with a stick and like sticking in the microwave. Like, yeah. And that's the thing is like, yeah, I'm comparing it with like hot dog in the, mi- or, you know, in the microwave or boiled. And then, you know, this wonderful thing like the charcoal grill that's just like superior. Yeah. But like in this case, the microwave is regular, like regular Elijah Craig. Yeah. Who's mad with that? That's also <laughs> phenomenal. I like, love your new catchphrase of who's mad about it. Yeah, it, it's it's great. It's great. I I don't even know. Like, it's not, I don't know. Like, it's so, because we just keep praising it. I'm trying to, to dial it back a little bit so that I can find a way to be critical of it. If I had to be any way critical about it, 
it does have this kind of like switching point. It does. Where you like, you get this very small instance of like, oh, this is going to get weirdly tannic. But it goes away really quickly. But it just transitions into a really good finish. Yeah, and I do think that there is a, a slight, just a, just a hair of a weird aftertaste. But it's very, very light. Yeah. And it's not enough for me to want to dock it too many points. No, and, and to me, it just tastes like... Uh, did you ever have those Terry's oranges, the ones you smack on the table and they break off? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it, it gets into that. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. it's just kind of a fake chocolate kind of thing yeah, going absolutely. on. Yeah, uh, I think that's what I'm getting at with the weird aftertaste. Yeah, and so if you had fake chocolate and then turned around and had, like, Ghirardelli right next to it, you'd be like, <laughs> those are... I mean, obviously, one's better than the other. Yeah, but yeah. if it's Halloween, I'm eating a half a bowl of candy, and it's all the cheap chocolate with the Frankenstein <laughs> wrapping on it. And guess what? I'm gonna love it. Yeah, I'm like, not upset about that. No. And so I don't know. It, it's hard. It's a weird comparison. Yeah. Let's talk about the availability of this one, though. Yeah, it's not. It's not there. It, it's not. It's going to be allocated. From what I understand, it's going to be a once-a-year release, but it's going to be $50. I think it's worth it. I think if we're talking about allocated releases, with this level of work put into it, and the amount of meticulousness that has gone into producing something like this, yeah, I totally agree. I think that the, the value behind it is totally there. Am I worried about what might happen to it in the future? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But for this to be a newly introduced product, still being allocated, yeah, not being widely available, strangely enough, I'm on board. And I, I don't know if it's that it seems like it's more attainable than other allocated products that come out once a year but seriously for for the most part i i i am having trouble finding fault in this it, and, and it very well could be the allocation side of it would it be great if it were widely released absolutely 100 mm-hmm. percent. but there's too much work that goes into this for it to be a regular release toasted products are just not common on the market. The only other one that I can think of that's not allocated is chicken cock. Yeah. Because they toast their barrels before they they char them. And actually, now that I'm saying that, I'm realizing that there's somebody else on the market who does that as well. It might be Old Forester or another Brown Foreman-owned property. I can't remember off the top of my head. But there... <laughs> There is just a level of commitment that comes with this product that I think warrants it being exclusive and it being actually affordable. I think it's it's nice because Elijah Craig's such a staple and they just added to it. You know, yeah. I mean if you're if you're an Elijah Craig fan, this is an easy yes. I mean it's ten dollars less already than the barrel proof, which is already a phenomenal deal. 
I mean, I I just think that it's it's nice. I think Elijah isn't Eli- isn't ECBP like sixty five or seventy? Sixty is usually what I get it for. But, eh, well, okay. Yeah, but <laughs> you are the bourbon finder. But still, <laughs> but still, even twenty dollars less, it's it's still a good deal. I mean, I'd love for it to be available along with their rye. That's weirdly like allocated in sure. its own way right now yeah. but hey the the wild turkey rare breed rye is showing up around here finally too yeah yeah i saw it the other day <laughs> what I'm a excited. weird moment that was it's it's strange they're very quiet with the releases of they wild are turkey, it's man. odd they just start showing up and it's i don't know i i go to the liquor store and i get all excited and i'm like is everybody else seeing this is everybody else seeing this and they're like it's just we we got it shipped in and just put it on the shelf i'm like <laughs> But you didn't tell me. I didn't know. No one told me. Where was my text message? Liquor Barn, you sent me five emails a week. Where was my Facebook No one told me about this. <laughs> Sorry, tangent. But I I don't know, man. It, it's it's so tough because I and and I'm not trying to make it sound like we're being paid by Heaven Hill to talk about it this way. We're not. We're we not. just love them. We do. And we were sent this free of charge. Yeah. I'm not going to make any bones about this. That was a, a, yes, it is a plus, but it's not a plus to the point where I'm going to give them high marks just because it was free to us. I mean, look at the old Fitzgerald. We're like, it's not a favorite. Exactly. We're being honest about it, but it's just, this is amazing. The way that we reviewed the Larceny Barrel Proof A120 Mm -hmm. was not super positive. So... In in that case, I mean, what are, you know, what, what are we, we're not trying to prove anything here. We are fully resting on our laurels and the, the way that we feel about this. <sighs> Honestly, this is one of the highest rated, rated products that I've ever had. Yeah. And... It's, it. I can't give it a perfect score. No, no, and I'm not. I'm not going to give it a perfect score. I think it does have areas where it can get better. That's only because I want you guys to strive to get better at Heaven Hill, because <laughs> I think that's just even a as fun good game. as they already are. <laughs> I think that's just a fun game. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely up there. It's one of the stronger releases I've had this year. Right now, this is the best thing I've had this year. I would say it's definitely up there for me. I, I I can't I can't think of anything else that I've had that has been as pleasing. I liked the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. The A120 was great. The A120, yes. Yes, I think, but 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 I think that it's good for different reasons. Also, we're arguing that Elijah Craig is better than Elijah <laughs> Craig. So. <laughs> We're arguing whether or not Heaven Hill is doing a good job or a great job. Yeah. Or a great job or a really great job. Which ties right back into their barrel pick selection program that we talked about earlier. <laughs> was that on that was on the pregame chats though. Still. I mean Patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. Uh anyway. Th- this I'm spending so much time thinking about it and contemplating how I'm going to talk about it. But really, really, truly, I have not been so blown away by a bourbon 
in a long time. Yeah. I mean, it, it's if if I had to equate it to the blown away by parameters, I'm thinking like 2017 WLW, Kentucky Alabatch 9, Booker's 30th. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it doesn't, it's not often that I am given pause over what to say next about a whiskey or what to say next about a bourbon. And this one, it's just kind of thrown me for a loop. And again, not in the same way that the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof 8120 did. That one was a conundrum. That one, to me, I could not figure out why it, it tasted the way that it did. This one, everything's laid out for us. And I get it. And I think that's what's tripping me up, is that I understand what's happening, but I don't know if, like, mentally I can accept it. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you have a bourbon that can literally just make you think for this period of time, because the amount of pauses we've taken. Yeah. I'm stumped. There it's, will be very little edited out. Yeah. In 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 between phrases and sentences, or, or even in the middle of sentences. Yeah. Because I want you guys to understand, I, I feel very strongly about this, but I'm also very confused. Yes. <laughs> That's honestly how I approach life. That's that is your your mantra. Yeah, so it's it's great. It's great to drink something that's the, the same as me. I don't know. I don't even know how to transition into scoring this because I mean, what, what, what let's just okay, let's just do it. So we have a review system on the show of nose palette finish and price. Each category is out of 5, final score is out of 20. And you can multiply by five if you want to know percentage-wise what that might be. But I'm... Dang it, man. I don't want to... And, and, and that's the thing. Like, all of this is so subjective. It is, yeah. And all... Go ahead. Sorry. No, I just think you, you think about this stronger than I do, which is impressive because I think it's wonderful. If I had to go with a nose score, I'd give it a four and a half. Yeah. And honestly, it's not even like I'm I'm on board with it. I can stick my nose as far in as far in the glass as I want to and it's not going to hurt me. It is just a cream soda kind of like slight bit of tangerine. Like it is just it's it's amazing. And then to me, um I mean, so you're giving it a four and a half for the nose? Yeah, and honestly, and here's my reasoning. Because I give a high score, it doesn't mean that everything has to fall at or above this range. What I mean by by giving a score is this is my evaluation of what this product is. It's not in comparison to other products. It is solely based on what my experience is with it. That becomes the problem with the subjectivity of it. Which is why I'm struggling so much to put this forth. But the palette's a five. The the palette is incredible. Is and it and it's it's deep. It's complex. It's easy to drink. It's easy to revisit. 
I think that it's still going to introduce different flavors. The further we get into it, the more that the bottle opens up. Mm -hmm. And from the first time that I tried it last Thursday until now, it's changed. It's gone yeah. from purely just this this s'mores bomb to being more complex. Yeah, see, I'm getting like kind of a campfirey s'mores macadamia nut thing going right. on, and it's and there's still a fruity note to it as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of cornucopia ish. It's got <laughs> a little bit of fruit. everything. It does. So, I, it's a five. It's a five for me. I can't. I can't deny it any longer. I think for me, it's going to be another four and a half. And that's, yeah, it's yeah. totally okay. Because, you know, I kind of going back to like the fake chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Real chocolate thing. Like, But see, that's where the, the finish comes in for me. Yes. That's where I'm giving it a four. And that's okay. the one, that's the one issue I have with it. It is long. It's decadent. It's got so much going for it. There is a bit of a hug. It's not too much mm -hmm. that it kind of feels like it's going to give me heartburn, but it's it, it's enough to to where I want to keep revisiting it. I think I'm going to go with a four. As yeah. Well. Um, now it the last one price. I think this is very appropriately priced. <laughs> Fifty dollars. It's a five for me. I I can't disagree with this one. Yeah. Truly. I, I think, again, going back to what I was talking about in terms of value, uh, there's so much meticulous work that goes into crafting this. It, it's it's not your average, well, we're blending 8- and 12-year-old barrels to, to make generally what Elijah Craig's small batch was before we took the age statement away. It's a quality product first and foremost, and then they are trying to up their game. Yeah. And that's where I I feel like this lands. Yeah. It is allocated. It is. I understand that. I, I fully accept and respect that. But the thing is, how many allocated products of this of this quality do you find at this price? Not many. Not many. Not many. I I mean, when you say allocated, you're thinking a hundred plus. Yeah, I, I either think a hundred plus or a craft distiller that put out a smaller yield. Right. Right. So, in this case, it is about as... And again, this is all subjective towards us. And I know that people are going to disagree with us. I know that they're going to hear this. A month from now, when, when Elijah Craig Toasted actually comes out to the general public. And they're going to say, I just don't get it. I totally understand. But... In our point of view, this is as close to a perfect allocated product as I could imagine. Yeah. And you just blended the two together, didn't you? Oh, I'm a monster, yeah. <laughs> Fine, I'll do it too. I'm imagining that it's going to quell some of the uh, the toast notes. Really? Ah, it's really brought the rye out for me. The only demerit I'll give you know. this is I definitely think that, and this is honestly a demerit. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> this is a summer bourbon to me. 
it drinks a little more light. It Ooh. drinks a little more like in the heat, kind of like I could see myself sipping this out on the porch when it's 80, 90 degrees and not being too bad. The regular Elijah Craig to me is like all year round. It's all year round, but yeah. like it, it, it just it has a certain soft spot at like Christmas, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. kind of the colder months and stuff. We just call that versatility. I mean, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll take that. I actually kind of associate the the toasted barrel with early to mid fall, mm. and I think it's because you know just. I'm I'm associating it with campfires and you know trying to stay warm. This is good. Whatnot. It's not as good. I believe that. Sure. Believe that. Yeah, yeah. I I think it really did bring forth the rye characteristic. Yeah. Behind it. Oh, but the finish is really good though. <laughs> Just living the, over here. The the finish is really where that toasted aspect comes out yeah i'm just so impressed man i am too i am too oh man so my final score was an 18.5 mine was an 18 so this is a this is a hard recommend for me this is a buy it i mean i i can't i wanted again to review this product as soon as i found out that it was a thing and the fact that (laughs) <laughs> we got a bottle of it before a month before it ever hit the market blows me away mm-hmm. and to actually be as favorable about it as we are what do you think's next for elijah craig because that is kinda, a really good question they're taking the weller lineup kind of deal they're doing like they're expanding on their, yeah. their staples um if we look at what they've already got, I would imagine that a barrel-proof rye would be next. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think that a single-barrel bourbon is the most ideal for them. I can see it being beneficial. I could see them doing what Jim Beam just did with their single-barrel, making it like not an aggressively high-proof, like 105, 110, and doing a single-barrel and putting yeah. it out at that proof. It's somewhere between the Jim Beam single barrel and rare breed. I yeah, think, yeah. Just it's like, not like yeah. It's not a. It's not a super high proof, but it's it's a little extra present. Yeah, or maybe just a a you know a more commonly released barrel proof Elijah Craig, or or high proof. I'm gonna take it all back and realize that you just put out an amazing product that I should be happy with. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's got to irritate somebody when it's just sure. like we just made this perfect new thing. Here, have we're it. not. Yeah, and, but but I am <laughs> I am interested in what could be next for them because oh, yeah. we have seen aggressive expansion in the past year mm-hmm. for for Elijah Craig products. It's not every company, every distillery that puts out two new products under the brand with very different expressions. Yeah, and not following kind of the, you know, doing the whole follow the leader thing where they're like, yeah. oh, well, everybody's doing cognac finish this year. I guess we'll put out one of those. Because we've seen that in the past couple of years. Yeah. There's like a good amount of people that put out the same sort of release simultaneously. Yeah. And they just went, yeah, you know what? Left field looks pretty good. And they went out there. <laughs> so, and it worked. It worked great. 
I I don't I honestly don't know in in this case. It's um I don't I I'm just happy with where they are right now. Truly. Yeah. I don't I don't think that they need to do anything different. I think the rye's solid. I think that the the toasted barrel is exceptional above solid. <sighs> I don't know what more do we want i it would be cool to see a, a barrel proof rye um but i, I mean, don't I'm, I'm not like dying for it no no but you have your own shelf in my house and you will continue to have one so i just <laughs> keep adding to it i'll just fill the shelf it's all good i feel like you've got a shelf here too i do yeah <laughs> yeah anyway that I I just once again want to want to say thank you Evan Hill, really thank you so much for sending us this product, um, thank you for being meticulous in your presentation of it as well. I think that you guys did something really cool and different. It's beautiful. I I'm just very thankful for them, and for providing us with this opportunity. So thank you Evan Hill. That that's that's all I'm really getting at. Swan. For after a great review, we should definitely keep drinking some bourbon. Um, in agreement with that one. <laughs> Do you want some of this rear age stated Elijah Craig? Whoo, sign me up, Chief. <laughs> Put me in, Coach. But we also have to do tips and bits. We do. Where yes. we recommend things to people. I've got a good one. Okay. Um, okay. So I've been. What if you I'm, had a bad one? Uh, what if you came in one week and you were like this is a terrible recommendation i don't want anybody to to work not it just don't (laughs) just don't do it Uh, but no i i um the umbrella academy i recommended a long time ago and they just put out a second season um have you finished it i have not i'm about halfway through it they did this with the first one as well they do a full, and I, I remember specifically mentioning this on the episode. They're like, it's a 45-minute episode. The first 40 minutes of it, you're like, okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> I guess, I guess. And then the last five minutes, it's just like all the closure that you need. Interesting. Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay. And then it just leads into the next episode. They are the king of cliffhangers. Wow, okay. It is 40 minutes of what is going on. Do you have any experience with a comic book? Like the source material? No. Okay. So don't. you don't you don't know kind of where the story's going. No. Uh, if you read the Stephen King novel eleven twenty two sixty three, uh, this is a phenomenal uh, thing. Or if you enjoyed the movie The Butterfly Effect, mm-hmm. uh, just this is this is it. This is just more of that content for you to consume. Um, I think it's it's just a it's a good TV show. It's a great way to sink. A 45-minute period, if you, if you want to watch it. Uh, also, Avatar The Last Airbender on Netflix. I, it's been a long time since I've watched it. I lo- and, and don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved that show when it first came out. It's yeah. one of my favorite animated series of all time. But I need to revisit it, and I need to revisit it in full. You do, because when I was a kid, I remember having a hard time watching it in a linear way, like actually watching it in the correct order. Yeah. Um, now that I can, it's kind of like watching SpongeBob. I know that's going to say sound bad, but like, you know how there's like 
double entendres as a child oh, you yeah. couldn't pick up on and yeah. now you're rewatching and you're like oh oh my goodness okay they've got some of those layered into it uh there's some stuff that spongebob has said that i'm just like how did they put that in a kid's show <laughs> this one's got a few moments like that not nearly as many but it's it's got a few one of my favorites is i uh, i uh, the the i can't remember what it is spongebob's like at the beach with plankton mm-hmm. or something and plankton goes is that an all over tan? And he goes, well, not all over me. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't have a whole lot of, uh, of tips and bits this week. Oddly enough, we, uh, we watched this movie on Saturday night called portrait of a lady on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a French film from late last year. And it, it's, it's really interesting as a, as a character study, I think it's it's acted very well. It's very mindful of its characters, mm-hmm. for sure. There isn't a whole lot that happens, and I can under like Lucy found it pretty boring. You know, I was enjoying the the sets and and the colors and everything, and but but at the same time, I mean, I get it. I can understand why it wouldn't be the most entertaining thing in the entire world, but. It's a it's a story about uh, it's a period piece a period French piece uh, about a woman who's being given away to her future husband and I uh, she there there's a a painter who's being brought in to paint a a portrait of her to give away to her uh, her future husband and over the course of this female painter trying to get to know this character they basically just fall in love and they're they're trying to hide it during all this and and everything and it's just it's very it's very emotionally driven Mm -hmm. without being too over the top i mean you can really feel the some of the tension i would say but again, it doesn't really feel like a whole lot happens, and I can I can understand why people would criticize it. Yeah, for that. I got it's good. I, got I liked a it. Tip for you. You ready for this? Okay. Do you ever get food delivered to the house? Oh yes, of course. Okay, I have a new game for you to play. Oh. You okay. know how there's a special instruction section in most of these? Correct? Yeah. All right. I'll tell you something about that in a second. So I saw this video online. And I was like, this is perfect for Perry. But what they do is they go in and they say, you know, I'm going to give them the normal, like, 10% tip. But if you can drop the food off without the dogs barking, I'll give you an extra $10 tip. See, what I've done now is I've just straight up said, do not ring the doorbell, the baby's sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like a like a month and a half two month preparation for me so that mm-hmm. if, you know we do have uh <laughs> food delivered to the house we don't have to worry about it but yeah anyway um <laughs> that's a great idea because you listen long time listeners of the show know uh that marie is quite the barker Oh, but see, that's the best part. It's like, even if she was asleep, you could just pick her up and be like, look, look, he's, he's coming over here. <laughs> and then just ruin the tip oh, for yeah, him if absolutely. you wanted to. Yeah. I'm not going to do that, though. 
Oh, that's mean. On. That's mean to the deliver. Oh come on! He's still getting the tip. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it'd be fun. It would be. It's to a, a fun game because I can imagine them like tiptoeing up, just like, oh, I'm gonna get this. <laughs> I'm gonna get this tip, and then <laughs> you know what I would do instead of like trying to egg her on is just play a, a doorbell sound effect on YouTube. <laughs> Because that's just as bad. It's just as bad. <laughs> God, we're awful. Uh, no good, man. No good. Anyway, that's tips and bits for this week. This has been a, a, an interesting episode, I think. We haven't really taken a deep dive into a review in this way in a long time. No. But I'm really happy we did. The, it, again... This currently reigns supreme as my best bourbon of 2020. Mm-hmm. Truly, it, it does. And I I don't want to set myself up for failure, failure, especially with other releases coming out this year. I mean, there's we're only in August. There's still four months left out of the year for other things to come out. Um, and I, I also, you know, I haven't done this blind with anything. I haven't side-by-sided it with anything either. Yeah. So we'll... We'll see. We'll see. But it's at least on August 3rd of this year. It's doing well. It's doing real well. Real good for itself. So, yeah. I think that does it for us this week. Thank you all so much for listening, as you always do. Swan, where can people find you on social media? I'm on Facebook and Instagram at MyBourbonFinder. And I am at PRitter1492 on all social media channels. You can also follow the show at My Bourbon Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on the iTunes podcast app. Uh, no new reviews this week, but if you do actually leave us one, we'll be happy to read it out on the show for you here. And uh, maybe next week we'll kind of take a deep dive into some older uh, five-star reviews. I don't know if we've uh, we've read all of them, but uh, maybe we'll we'll review or revisit a few of those, of course. You can find all of our apparel and merchandise at Patreon or no at bourbonshop.threadless.com. Uh, and uh, we actually, Swan, did you know about this? We have masks now with the podcast logo on it. Oh, sweet! <laughs> I've actually got one in the mail uh, on the way. I, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty pumped about it. That'd be nice. Walk into liquor barn like anybody see this? Anybody <laughs> see this right here? <laughs> this is my bourbon podcast. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got masks now available as well. Maybe I'll throw up a, a, a sale this week uh, before the the episode itself goes live, just so you know. By the time it comes up, we can get some uh, some mask sales for folks. It does take a little bit of time for them to get to you, but uh, you know you can throw some other items into your cart i've got a phone case and a new shirt headed my way as well they've got tough phone cases like durable phone cases with the logo and everything on it so i can't wait i'm i'm really excited for it you can send us any uh questions or comments to this my bourbon shop at gmail.com we'll be happy to read any of those out on the show you can also leave us a voicemail for barrel rings that number is 859-428-8253 and uh, it's it's always fun when we get we get a barrel ring on the show. Yeah. Goofy, usually. But, Makes uh, my day. But you know what's not goofy 
is being a supporter of the show at patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast, where you can be a supporter of the show for as little as a dollar a month. We appreciate everybody who is, of course, able to do that. If you are not able to, we fully understand just listening and sharing with your friends is a great way for you to support the show. But if you do support the show at, say, the $5 tier, you get the pregame chats. And you also get our last call, which we just started a couple of weeks ago. But it's a really good time. You get to hear us kind of wrap up the week's content yeah, from the show. And uh, I, I think we need to thank a, a patron this week. Who we got? Who we got? We have this week the man himself, Dave Jennings, Rare Bird 101, who is at the $5 tier, who gets the, the bonus audio content as well. Uh, he has been a patron of the show since July 2018. That is the man. Long-time supporter of, of the podcast. We really appreciate you, Dave. Also, new book. Go pick that up. Great new book, by the way. Uh, that was one of the reasons that I listened to Whiskey Cast mm-hmm. today, too, because he was being interviewed about it in the history of Walker Turkey and all that's that and the other. But anyway, uh, Dave, thank you so much for supporting the show. We really do appreciate it. And uh, I think that does it for this week. Next week is actually our, uh, our our chill, looser episode. I'm excited. I'm already loose as it is. I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do next week. I don't either. I- I'm going to be coming off of uh, my birthday high as well. So, nice. I mean that in a good way. I don't mean that like, you know. Anyway. Yeah. My birthday's this week. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it, though. Nah. I think because I have a baby on the way. You're going to be 25 plus experience. Sure. Yeah. That's what we keep telling people. <laughs> and you just do that till you're old. Yeah, sure. And we'll tell you more next week. But until then, I'm Perry. And I'm Swan. And this is My Bourbon Podcast. Good ending. Good ending. We'll tell you more next time.